Rising, where we discuss God's glory within you. We're so glad you've joined us. And now, your host of Glory Rising. My pastor, my husband, Roger. Hello, hello. And unfortunately, we do not have Andre or Cindy here tonight. They were having car problems. Um, Nisha, I'm sure, is probably working, just got off work and has an hour drive to get here. So, so you get Roger and myself. Yay. Won't be as much fun. No, it's not usually as much fun. <laughs> And just to recap last week, we had a really good time celebrating our 150th episode. That's right. And we had our daughter Grace of Grace's Sweet Treats here. She did this amazing cake for us. And not only did we get to enjoy it here last Friday night, but the cast and crew that was here on Saturday got to enjoy it. So... Yeah, we just had a really good time, good topic last week. So, right now, I'm just going to ask Roger, what are we talking about tonight? Well, we're getting we're getting ready to come into a holiday season, and uh, one the Jewish holidays already started, but you know now we're going to be getting into uh, Christmas. So, anyway, the uh, you know so we're going to be just kind of talking a little bit about that and getting ready for you know understanding the reason why we have the season okay Okay. and if you want to join in the conversation that phone number to call is 214-556-6239 i'm also on facebook live so i am monitoring the chat we'd love to hear from you yeah definitely so don't be shy give us a call and you know let us know how you feel and what you're doing and basically are you ready for Christmas and like I tell my patients at work when they ask me that question it's like ready or not here it comes <laughs> I had an interesting person I just talked to yesterday uh, but uh, there's a young lady come in and she was having a she seemed to be having a rough day and uh, so I just kind of tried to lighten things up for her. And I said, so, y'all ready for, for Christmas? And she said, I don't celebrate Christmas. I said, okay. Well, that's your choice. You know, that's, that's fine. And uh, she just kind of stared at me. I said, well, you can still have a good day, whether you celebrate Christmas or not. You know, it just all depends on how you want to, to have your day. And so, you know, she laughed out there mumbling. I was like, okay. You know, you, normally some people say, well, I'm not ready yet, blah, blah, blah. And uh, <clears throat> so I was like, hmm, okay. So I, not knowing what was going on in her life, it's like all I could do is just kind of say a prayer for her. And it's like, well, Lord, I mean, you know, they don't, she don't have to celebrate Christmas. And, you know, she may have just had a bad experience or somebody died on Christmas Day or something that she just doesn't want to celebrate the holiday. That's like, which is, you know, that's okay. Because a lot of people, you know, had somebody uh, shoot me a text and say, what's, what is, uh, 
the most favorite thing that you remember on Christmas Day? In other words, what's your favorite thing about Christmas? Your favorite memory. Yep. And so I was like, okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there looking at the responses. I was like, okay. Those are all good. And uh, <clears throat> so I was like, so I was like, let's see. My favorite thing about Christmas. And so I typed back because it was, it was a text or a, uh, a Facebook thing. And uh, I said, favorite, my favorite thing about Christmas is having the joy of remembering that Christ was born for us. I said, that's the most favorite thing. You know, he died, so, and he saved my life. He died, he had to come into this earth to die on a cross so I could be forgiven. I said, somebody saved my life. That's the most memorable thing for me. You know, it's not about presents, it's not about trees, not about decorations. I can live with all, I can live without all that. Okay? But I can't live without Christ. You know, Christ. And even though, yeah, that's technically not his birthday, but to take a day and set it aside and say, we just want to take time for remembrance. We do that with, you know, other figures. You know, President's Day, they're, you know, they all were made present on that day. It was their birthday, you know, but we set aside a day to remember. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you know, we got all these different holidays that we set aside that day to remember something. And so, you know, I look at Christmas as that. I'm setting aside a day to remember. And so, so what about you? <clears throat> I don't know. I think for me, yes, what you said is very true. Mm -hmm. Remembering that Christ came to this earth for me. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was teaching my children what Christmas is all about. That, yes, though you may get gifts on Christmas and they're nice to have, it's like, okay, this person thought enough of you. Now we need to think of them and pray for them and ask God to bless them through this coming year. And, you know, it just, it was a way of teaching my children that it's not all about the presence it's not all about santa claus it's remembering christ who he is why he came and why you know how he put these different people in our lives yeah well the same thing when you know we have all these other holidays uh, mm -hmm. memorial day this is a day of remembrance mm -hmm. for those who who died serving our country okay everybody celebrates it in different ways okay some people go to the graveyards of their, you know, uh, families that had died in the wars, and, or the Boy Scouts go out and put flags up on all the veterans' flat, on veterans' uh, tombstones to remember them. So there's a lot of ways to remember. But then there are other people's like Memorial Day is just another party day. Just another day off. The day off to go have barbecues, go boating, go fishing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Everybody has their way of celebrating different days. 
some of them have a purpose towards that day others don't they just it's just another day they get free off from work okay so they go out and do their thing <clears throat> and so i mean you know we we spent our time trying to instill a new idea for our children to help them understand that christmas isn't about all the the buying of presents all this about you know getting in debt and things like this but it's about remembering whose birthday we're trying to celebrate mm -hmm. okay so you know and so you know yeah we set up different traditions than most people and it's like but i just wanted them to have a, a, a remembrance for the right direction mm -hmm. and uh you know so i mean if you got some idea uh, how you do your celebrating for christmas and how it brings you know brings back the memories give us a call 214-556-2000 because I know we still got one more week before Christmas. Yes, we got one more show before Christmas. Yep. And we will be here next week, Lord yep. willing. And but, you know, what is it? You know, does does it does it bring uh bring back people with what you do to on Christmas as your celebration? Does it bring honor to God or does it just uh, just another social gathering um you know what is it you know how and you know and for christians like how did how does if somebody would walk into your, your gathering for christmas would they see jesus there or would they just see another group of family exchanging presents blah 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 and jesus saying it okay because <clears throat> our one of our traditions that we did is Every Christmas, we had a birthday cake for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right? We went, went out and had a happy birthday, Jesus, put on a birthday cake. We put up balloons. Okay? Uh, happy birthday banners. Well, and I know when we had our church building, mm -hmm. we'd have a big birthday party. Mm -hmm. Whether it was on Christmas Day or the Sunday before Christmas, whatever. We had a birthday party, like you said, with the balloons, with the cake, with the the party games, and you know we celebrated a birthday. Yeah. Though we don't know exactly when Christ was born, and we don't know exactly how old he is, <laughs> you know, we still celebrated. Yeah, but it's it's a, a day of remembrance because if Christ hadn't come into the world. We wouldn't have any hope of salvation. And think about it. If Christ hadn't come into the world, would we even be here today? And it's a possibility. Because, yeah. I mean, I think the world would have destroyed itself long ago. Yeah, well, the world was doing the same. God is still in control. You know, but if, if he didn't come into the world and, and save all the law, you know, willing to save everybody, not just the Jews. Because at one point, that was his, that was his people. Everybody outside of that are Gentiles, okay? You, what hope did you have? You had to become a Jew. Mm -hmm. You had to come in and follow the laws and do all these things. And But once Christ came into the world, he says, now you don't have to do anything. I've come to shed my blood. 
so that you may be redeemed. And it's not the blood of animals that redeems you. It's his own personal blood. And so, you know, now we've made it open to anybody who just has faith enough to say, I'm going to receive you as my Lord and Savior. You're my boss now. Uh, I'm turning away from doing things my way. I'm going to do them all your way. And people, nah, that's not what it means. It just means to say, God, forgive me all your sin, all my sins. And he has to take you to heaven. No, you don't. You haven't read how this goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it is, he came to freely give us grace. But you still have to accept him. Follow the rules. Accept him as who he is and submit Get this big word, submit to his authority in the way he does things. Follow his rules, which yeah. is what submit means. Submit means to be brought under the authority of someone or something. Mm. Okay? Follow the rules. I mean, you can follow the rules. I mean, there's kids that follow the rules, but they don't have to come under their authority. Okay? You know, they don't have to respect them as an authority. But, yeah, I understand what you're saying and bring it down to a simpler term. <laughs> But the, the word is much stronger than that. The word is submit. And that means you don't have a choice. You must, okay, if you want to go back to some of the kings and stuff, when you walked in the prayer, you had to bow. You had to kneel down, put your face on the floor, whatever the requirement was to come before the king. You didn't have a choice. You couldn't stand there and say, well, I ain't doing it. Well, then you'd be killed. You don't come into the presence of the king any way you want. You're told how it has to happen, what you must do, and if you don't do it, you will die. But, you know, God says, I have a way that you will come to me. And you must submit to that. Okay? And rebellion is as equal to the sin of witchcraft. There's a big punishment for that. Okay? Of rebellion. And so it's it's not, you know, we think we're we're telling God how we're going to do it, and He has to accept it. And He's sitting up there laughing at us. He says, "You're not going to tell me how I'm going to run things." Yeah. But preachers have made it where it sounds like, okay, we'll just say, "God, forgive me all my sins." Now He has to take you to heaven. You can do anything you want after that because he's already set you free from your sins, past, present, and future. So don't worry about it. Go live whatever you want to live, and God has to take you to heaven. And let me give you a warning here, and only because this is something that hit me today on the way to the show. Keep really super short account of your sin. We were on our way to the show. Roger made a statement after I had made a comment and I got angry and I'm sure he could tell I had gotten angry by the way I responded to something that was said and all of a sudden it's like ooh no god I'm sorry I had I had to repent right then and there because I was letting that anger and that bitterness try to affect who I am and how I behave so keep those keep those accounts really short. Right. You know, I mean, Satan's always trying to put up something. 
you know, sometimes we don't like what we hear from, from our spouses or anybody else, and we get mad. But if we sit back and just take a minute, it's like, are they right? And then you got to, yeah, they're right. Well, then what are you mad about? You know? And you have to go back and it's like, look, you know, I just kind of let my feelings take over instead of my brain take over. <clears throat> no, my brain and my feelings were in alignment that time. <laughs> just saying. So, so, I mean, we're, we're, you know, looking at all these different things. I mean, we got this beautiful holiday. That, well, it can be a very beautiful holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I mean... For Christmas, it's high suicide rates. You know, a lot of bad things are going on because people get stressed out. I was going to say there's a lot of stress-related illnesses. And and it's like, why are you so stressed? Well, I can't buy all these presents. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I, you know, it's not snowing, so I can't. I don't feel it. Okay. It's like, you don't feel it? You know, I work for a cardiologist office, and I've been there now for 15 years, and when I started working there, a good 90% of our patients were over the age of 70. I mean, that's just how it is. They're heart patients. And over the last 15 years, I'm seeing our patients get younger and younger to where, like today, I had a young lady that came in and... I was looking at her and it's like, you're just a baby. She's 19 years old, coming in for onset heart condition. And I'm like, why are you so stressed? You're so young, you've got everything to look forward to. But again, the holiday times, and it doesn't matter whether it's Christmas, New Year's, Thanksgiving, Memorial Day, Labor Day, Fourth. it doesn't matter what the holiday is. The holidays bring stress. And we don't need that stress. You know, let God control and guide how you celebrate. Yeah, and you don't have to celebrate like everybody else. You know, people told me when we was bringing up our kids and, you know, and we, we did things different. We didn't get into all the buying and presents and things. We got them little things and stuff. But our kids didn't wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning waiting to see if Santa Claus gave me something. They got up like 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning. You know, we all got to sleep in. We got up. We had breakfast and, you know, so on and so forth. It wasn't a stressful time. It was just a... A fun day. A fun day. Then we go. We sit down. On, we put out a, a quilt and sit down and talk about the uh, Christmas story and we had a nativity set set up with Jesus, Mary and Joseph there and our presents were set below that. Mm-hmm. We wanted to honor Jesus with gifts and God says then I mean Jesus says you know we got to understand that when we give to the least of our brethren we give it to him. You know how many times do we go out and we help somebody else he says, you've done it to me. You know, help my, help my, my other people mm-hmm. that can't afford or can't do. And so, you know, we, we, we would go out and feed at a homeless shelter or something like that. Just something to see that, show my kids, it's like, this is what God likes. Mm-hmm. 
this you know it's not about me it's not about whether i'm getting fat on candy and cookies and and things like this but it's about how am i helping my fellow man and which brought joy to my kids they loved it mm-hmm. they loved doing that and uh you know as they got older of course things changed a little bit but uh, but you know these traditions are something that it instilled something in them. Now, as adults, they're doing their own thing. Okay, they're not following the same tradition we did, um, and they have the freedom to do whatever they like. Mm-hmm. Um, you you tramp a child in the way they should go. When they get old, they won't depart from it. Well, you know, but God gives them a freedom of will that if they choose to do do something else, that they can do that. Well, and for both of our girls, I don't know, don't know about my son, but for both of our girls, they are teaching their children the joy of giving and serving others. Uh, Christine and I were talking yesterday. We had a long wait at the hospital because she was having another surgery yesterday. But we got to talking about Christmas and you know the Santa Claus and everything like that and her youngest child goes started to argue with Christina about Santa Claus yes mama Santa Claus is real and Christina loved her wisdom she looked at her she goes oh okay then I'm not going to buy you anything this year for Christmas and see what Santa Claus brings you and very quickly she goes never mind because at that point she realized that mama was the one doing all the gifts. Yeah, and then somebody else was being given the credit. Yeah. And that doesn't exist and trying to make you believe they exist. So, I mean, why do we want to lie to our kids? Why do we lie to, want to lie to one another? You know, mm-hmm. just to, to do what? Uh, lies never are anything is going to amount to good you know because one lie leads to another lie leads to another lie and you have to keep those <laughs> lies straight yeah and so and that's what they've done with this santa claus thing and then you got rudolph you got a magical reindeer with a red nose then you got you got a magical snowman that comes to life and runs around with the kids and then uh, then you got all these different things going on that has nothing whatsoever to do with the holiday Mm -hmm. but now they're icons okay now these are the things that they that people look forward to the most you know it's not christmas if we don't have rudolph the red-nosed reindeer or frosty or frosty or whatever else is out there you know so but that brings joy to you you know if I don't have a tree up, I can't get in the Christmas spirit. Is that tree your God that makes you have joy? Is that that's what gives you peace? Is a tree, um, you know, or you know, just what is it? Well, you know, I remember back when I was a kid, and we decorated the tree, and we did this on New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve, and then we did this and this. Okay, and. Well, if I can't have it that way every year, I can't. I can't have a good time on Christmas. 
then you've missed the whole reason for Christmas. And I'm going to share, even before we became Christians, the first couple of years we were married, we put up a Christmas tree. And our first year being married, we went out and we went so far into debt buying Christmas presents for everybody. And when I grew up, we had the Christmas tree and we had presents clear out to the middle of the living room floor. Well, that first Christmas we were married. It was just he and I in the house, but we had presents clear out to the middle of the floor. And for me, that was Christmas. And I think by the second or third Christmas, it's like, oh, heck no. And when he said, when he told me we weren't putting up Christmas tree anymore, yeah, I fought, I rebelled, I kicked and screamed and now I'm sitting there going would I like a tree yeah they're pretty I like looking at them but at the end of the season that tree has to be taken down has to be put away and honestly that brought depression and I was like I don't want to get depressed because here I have this icon bringing me all this happiness and now I have to put it all away and get sad. Yeah, it's like it's why people, some people leave them up clear into January because... Okay, children. some people leave them up clear into March or April. Okay. But that's where they're getting their joy from. Mm-hmm. This tree. They're not getting any joy from God. They're not getting any joy from life. They're not getting any joy from their family. I've got to have this tree. Or i got to have a present if you don't, if I don't get a present on Christmas Day, I'm going to be devastated. Nobody loves me. <laughs> no, they still love you the same as before. <clears throat> You're just now saying, "I got to have this box that's got wrapping and a bow on it <clears throat> to make me happy." God's not sufficient. My family's not sufficient. You know, my kids aren't sufficient. You know, I got to have that box wrapped in pretty paper to make me happy. Well, there's something wrong with this, you know, because and that's where depression comes in. You know, you know, if you don't see those boxes, you don't see the tree, you don't have the lights, you don't have this, you don't have that. It's just not Christmas. When I was in the military, I spent most of my Christmases at work. Mm-hmm. We didn't have no trees. Okay. We didn't, we didn't have presents underneath the tree. You know, we did our job and we wherever we were at the time in, in the world and serving, or serving the military. You know? So, for me, it's like, I don't need a tree. The only thing that I wanted when I was, when I was overseas and stuff like that around Desert Storm and things like this is like my family. I don't care about nothing else. I don't care about trees. I don't care about presents. Just to be home with the family. Mm-hmm. That brought me joy. Other people, they had to have a Christmas tree set up in their room. You know, they had to have presents sent from home or they didn't feel like they were loved. There's something wrong. Okay? We now focus on something for this holiday season, and that's why commercialism... And stores, you know, 
they got to have the big shiny things and and you know get this for your loved one show them you really care get a jeweler's ring you know they'll know you love them then it's like yeah already do know you love them okay so i mean take a look if you get depressed because you don't have exactly what you get what you exactly want for christmas or you don't have a tree up or whatever take a good hard look at it because your priorities are all messed up somewhere Mm -hmm. you're serving a uh, material god instead of serving the almighty so how we doing we're doing good and we're getting ready to go to our first song but i've got to i've got to find my list it's on my word and i can't get to my word so, Victor, what do we got for our first song? Hope was born this day. Hope was born what? Hope was born this day by Sidewalk Prophets. All right. And we will be right back. Thank you, Victor. It's the same that appeared and the wise men revered When hope was born this night Out upon the snowy fields There's a silent peace that heals And it echoes the grace of our Savior's embrace Because hope was born this night Glory to God in the highest Peace on earth, goodwill toward men Let all of the world sing the chorus of joy Because hope was born this night I can hear the Christmas bells ring As softly church choirs sing It's the song used to praise When hope was born this night There are angels in this place And my heart resounds with the praise Like a shepherd so scared I'll rejoice and declare That hope was born this night Glory to God in the Gloria, Gloria, 
I'm Grace, owner of an amazing home-based bakery called Grace's Sweet Treats. We can supply all your baked needs, from cakes to cookies and more. Dietary restrictions or allergies? No problem. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Grace's Sweet Treats 2021. Or go ahead and give us a call at 682-319-6624. That's 682-319-6624. A portion of all proceeds goes to support our veterans and frontline heroes. All right, and welcome back. That was Hope Was Born This Day by Sidewalk Prophets. And, I mean, that's such a good good song because it is truly what the meaning of Christmas is, was that God sent hope to the hopeless yep. when he sent his son to be born to the human race. Mm-hmm. You know, he had, he had to experience what we experience. He had to feel the pain that we feel, the sorrow. I mean, let's face it, he's, you know, Scripture says that Jesus wept when Lazarus died. So he had sorrow. He knew sorrow. He knew joy. He knew contentment. And with all of this that Jesus had to experience as a man, it gives us hope because he could do this. We can do this. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of things I was sharing just in the the first portion of our show, it's like, I just ask you to really take a good look, you know, at what you do. And, well, you know, I'm not that way. I don't worship a tree. I don't worship it. I said, okay. I'm not saying you do, but think about it. If you didn't put it up, all of a sudden just not put it up. And see how your family responds. Do you still have the same warm feeling? Or, you know, you you just can't seem to get in the spirit. There's something wrong. Because it shouldn't be based on, you know, a package, a tree, an event, or cookies, or cakes, or whatever the case may be that makes you feel warm inside. Although the cookies and cakes, they really help. Yeah, especially the chocolate ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> chocolate helps with the mood. Anyway, <laughs> so, so chocolate's good. Anyway, um, you know, but take a good look, you know, because you may not notice it now, but if you take and ask God, you know, is there anything wrong with this? Okay, am I doing anything wrong? 
you know, you may not even notice it, but God will, the Holy Spirit will show you mm -hmm. if there's something that's leading you astray from God. <clears throat> Some people incorporate Jesus in a lot of things. I knew one family that, you know, they would get up and hold hands around the Christmas tree and, and sing songs of Jesus. Okay. Uh, I can't say it's wrong. They're keeping, you know, they're adding some things to, you know, to the tradition, and it's like, okay, but if they're not, if Jesus is, as long as Jesus is staying the focus, you can add whatever you want, mm -hmm. okay? <clears throat> you know, you can start having uh, fajitas for Christmas instead of turkey or whatever, you know. And, Barbecue. You know? It's not changing anything about how you how you think about Jesus, but you just change some of the styles that you do it in. Mm -hmm. no. Well, and when you think about traditions, there are, I don't know that this is the right terms, traditions of God, and then there are traditions of man. Mm -hmm. Now, man's traditions are handed down from generation to generation, and as they go, they change a little bit with each generation so that the way things were celebrated maybe 75 years ago are not the same way they, they're celebrated now. I mean, you look back into the early 1900s and gifts were given and exchanged, but not to the rate that they are right now. A lot of times it was a child, a, a siblings, hand-making a toy for their sibling. Or, you know, things were handmade and came from the heart. They took time. Not necessarily that they had to have a whole lot of things, but they gave from their heart. Now it's like, oh, I don't want that handmade thing. I want this store bought over here. And so the traditions started to change. Yeah. So if you're not following the traditions of man, start your own traditions. Yeah. I mean, we did. We started, you know, we had our nativity set. And, you know, I, the last couple of years I haven't decorated like I have in the past. But you know what? That's okay. I've got my nativity sets up and... You know, I've got lights, a few anyway, and so I don't have to have all the big trappings to make me happy. Yeah, it just, just one, you know, it's just time of celebration and remembrance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just encourage that to, to their listeners out there. It's like, you know, it's so easy to get caught up where you're still paying on last year's Christmas and now you're going in deeper debt this year. That's not what God has intended. He never intended us to go in debt. Mm -mm. <clears throat> okay, it, it, we get in debt because we want something and don't want to wait to get it. We want to get it now, or we think that well, if Uncle Joe twice removed on my mama's side, you know, um, I didn't get him something for Christmas, and so I'm going to be shunned because I didn't buy this person I never met. A Christmas present, you know, now it's become, uh, you know, something that was never intended for, but that's your tradition you started. Mm -hmm. 
Somehow you and your family started that. But you can break the cycle. Mm -hmm. You can break generational curses. You know, this indebtedness thing and all this, you know, changing what was intended for us to remember Christ's birth into the biggest rip-off time in the world, you know. Billions of dollars are spent in one month. People buying gifts and things like this and got to be the bigger, the better, the best. And, you know, teenagers, well, if I don't got the new iPhone 1 billion, then I don't have the right one, you know. Uh, well, you need to buy me this $17,000 phone because I got to have it. It's the thing. Where are they getting their ideas from? The parents, are you just, are you falling into this trap? Yeah, they find it at school, but you can teach them at home that that's not what it's all about. But a lot of times when the kids are doing that, I've got to have this bigger and better phone. I've got to have this titanium phone and or whatever. It's because the parents aren't satisfied with what they have. Yeah. Well, they, they see the way they live and how the parents live and how they allow their children to have exactly what they want. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, what are you doing to earn it? earn it no you i just want you to give it to me no you need to earn it you know um, so it's it becomes a real issue because i i see that today i mean i see how teenagers act and young kids go oh, in yes. the store and watch the young kids mom i want that right now buy it now no i'm gonna scream and i'm gonna make a fit but where they learn that from mom and dad you taught them it they did it once. They got what they wanted, so now they know to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Mom and Dad, that's you. Okay? That is you. Fess up to it. Confess your sins and say, yeah, I gave in to it. Now change it. Ask mm -hmm. God to help you mold your children away from that attitude. Right. You know, make, you know start making holidays especially ones that celebrate Christ. If you're calling yourself a Christian, get your get them focused back in the right direction. Yeah, they're going to rebel a little bit. But if they see that it, that something excites you mm -hmm. and that you really enjoy this and you can make it fun for them, they will adapt. Even if they don't, they can't say there was anything wrong with it. Right. But if you go into changing this tradition with this mean ogre type attitude we are going to do it my way or the highway uh you know you know this is what we're going to do and if you don't like it you can leave the house you know that's not going to change that now they've got a negative experience but if jesus has changed your heart well the holiday change that you can show other people how your heart is changed your kids will see it your friends will see it your enemies will see it mm -hmm. okay Everybody will see it. You don't even have to tell them about it. They'll see it. Right. And then they respect you because they see that you really, this is something that really brings joy to your heart. And they can't change that. Well, you need to quit doing that. You need to buy it. No. I like this. Okay. And I know last week when my daughter was here, she said, yeah. You know, uh, 
you know, I respect mom and dad and their wishes. I just don't follow Jesus. I respect the fact that she was honest about it. It's like, I know that she's had bad experiences. And, you know, but she's always there for anything that we want to do for Glory Rising Radio. She, she sees it's something that is important to us. It, we get joy out of it. And there's nothing wrong, you know. She may not celebrate the way we celebrate. That's okay. She has the freedom to celebrate. You know, God says we all got a freedom of choice. Mm-hmm. You know, the choices that we make is what we got to stand before God and account for. <clears throat> you know, right or wrong. We stand before God and account for it. Exactly. Okay? So, you know, the Holy Spirit's job mm-hmm. is to convict of sin. The Holy Spirit's job is to, you know, bring us to re- repentance. Not mine. Mm-hmm. So let God do his thing. And if you've got, you got children in your house that are being rebellious or whatever... You need to calm down and get before God and say, give me peace. Give me wisdom. Because you can't change your kids. God can. Exactly. And, you know, when you were talking about uh, Grace having joy, watching her here last week doing the show with us, though she kept saying, no, I just came to serve the cake. I just came... she had a good time. She enjoyed herself. Yeah, especially at the end of the show. She says, well, if you want me to come back, I'll come back. And I was like, well, that, and that made me feel really good. And so if any of you who were watching or listening last week want Grace to come back, let us know. Right. We'll yeah. get her back. Yeah, Facebook, us, you know, whatever. Let us know that, yeah, you know. And so we want to hear your responses. Mm-hmm. Okay, because we try not to be where we try to to beat somebody down with a Bible. We're trying to help you to understand how living for God is a joy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a bunch of rules; it's a lifestyle. It is, and it uh, it like with last week with Grace being as forward and open and honest as she was. You know, we're showing you our <coughs> our audience. That, hey, you know, you can do everything, so so to speak, right. You've laid that foundation for your children. Now they have to go out and find themselves for themselves. Because God let us do that. I know I was raised in church, knowing right from wrong. At one point, as a young teenager... I gave my life to the Lord and was truly serving him and hearing his voice. And then I walked away. I just flat out walked away because everything else enticed me more. It's like, oh, this looks fun. Oh, that looks fun. And, I mean, God kept me out of drugs. He kept me out of alcohol and some of that other stuff. But it was the things, the little things like, not going to church or maybe going and having a picnic instead of going to church and things like this that as I was growing up those were no-nos you just you didn't do that so I was you know I just 
letting them know or letting my daughters know that, hey, I respect what you're doing. When you're at my house, you're still going to follow my rules or respect my wishes. And they do for the most part. But, you know, go find God for yourself. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you can't hang on the shirt tails of your, your parents. Because God doesn't have grandchildren. Right. He's only got children. And so you've got to go find him mm-hmm. and understand. You can see how mom and dad is like, well, yeah, you know, they really believe this, but I don't understand. Well, let the Holy Spirit teach you. Just as the Holy Spirit taught us, you know, he's got to teach them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and a lot of times we get frustrated and we just start trying to lay down the law with them. Well, that only pushes them further away. Exactly. I mean, there are things that you have to set as rules and you must maintain them to have discipline in the home. Okay. You can't have your kids going around cussing you out, uh, you know, and, and calling you names and stuff like this. Um, and beating on you. And you know, none of this stuff. That is not, di- they're not disciplined. Okay. You have to establish that. I am still in charge. This is it. This is my home. And you're welcome to stay here. But if you're going to act this way, you don't act this way in my home. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then, yes, you establish the rules. And as you get frustrated, this is where you need to go in your private prayer clause and say, God, I can't handle this. Instead of hollering and screaming at the kids, go and get some peace and then come back and talk to your kids. Okay. Uh, hollering and screaming at them is just going to turn them off. You know, it's, it's not going to help them. It just shows that you're out of control. And when you're out of control, they are in control. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just remember that. But it's like, well, I can't take it. You know, they're doing this and they're doing that and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, set the rules. Go before God and have him help you, show you what rules you need to set. Show you what each of these children need to help. But you're going before God, why don't you do something with them, God? I wish they were dead, blah, 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 whatever you say. Okay? It's not, you know, you're not trying to help them. You're just wanting God to pour out his wrath upon them. You know, and that's not what a parent should be doing. God doesn't want to pour his wrath on them. He Uh, wants to guide them into the truth. Yeah, and God, (coughs) God doesn't want us pouring, asking God to pour his wrath out on anybody. No. Whether it's your children or the stranger on the street the worst enemy that you have out there yeah it's just you know we don't want to pray for god's wrath we want to pay pray for god's blessings and if they're a person who doesn't know the lord it's like lord convict them teach them show them but the biggest way we can do that is to stay in control and at peace in god Mm mm-hmm Instead of lunging out in anger, you know, yeah, we're gonna, we may fall to temptations and things like this to get angry. Yeah, that happens. But the Holy Spirit then says, "Hi, what you doing?" Oh, yeah, okay. All right, well, repent, and then we go on. It's like, okay, yeah, I shouldn't have let that slip. Help me control that, (coughs) and go on. People will see because as you go through things and you're at peace, they want that peace. Okay? And, you know, no matter where you are in the world, if you've got peace, people notice it. Mm-hmm. 
and they it's like I want that peace. How do I get that peace? I don't know how many times in church people come up to me and says, "How did you get that peace?" Uh, God gave it to me. No, really. How did you get that peace? Uh, there's only one way to get this peace. Jesus says, "I come to give you peace." And not like the world gives, I give you. Mm -hmm. Let him give it. You just sit at his feet and absorb it in. And the more you sit at his feet and absorb it in, the more you have that peace and the more people see it. Mm -hmm. Well, I have 30 years, I've, you know, and I just see, can't seem to have peace on any of this stuff. I said, well, you probably need to go back square one. Repent. Because if you ain't got peace, Jesus isn't there. Mm -hmm. If you're not willing to yield to whatever it is that's not giving you the peace, or putting up a blockade for that peace, there's something wrong that you're holding in you that's not allowing God's hand to move and to give you that peace. Go back and find mm -hmm. out what it is. Spend some quality time with God. Do some prayer and fasting. If you really, really want to know, spend some time in prayer and fasting. He'll show you. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, you know, if you, if you lack anything, ask. I'll give it to you. And I'll give it to you liberally. And I won't put you down about it. All right. Well, what are you afraid of then? Ask him. He wants to give you all the good things. Right. But we think God is like, well, I'm going to sit up here with my arms crossed. And, you know, when you figure out what it is that you need to do, I'm here waiting. No, God, it's not that way. No. So, you know, we've got this wrong perception about God. You know, once we get the right pers uh, perspective in our brain, serving him is no problem. But we've got this ogre mentality about God that... He sits up there waiting to throw lightning bolts at us, wants to kill us because we don't do what's right. And, you know, I'm going to destroy this and blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, why would I want to serve a God like that? That's a mean tyrant. Mm -hmm. God says, I've only got the best for you. You know, I want you to prosper, be in good health. Uh, you know, I want you to be the head, not the tail. I want you to be successful. And that I want you to prosper and be in health. You got to remember that's as your soul prospers and is in good health. We got to keep that spirit healthy. And the only way we can do that is by getting into the Word and getting into communication with God and just letting God nourish us and build us up. So. And, and most people, they, they read that and they only think of physical things. Mm-hmm. I want you to prosper and be in good health. So in other words, I'm never going to get a, a sniffle, uh, and I'm going to have all the money I'll ever need. That's but not that's why you have to read the rest of that verse. And, but you're, you're thinking God is a material genie mm -hmm. instead of a spiritual being mm -hmm. that wants you to grow spiritually so that you can live eternally with him. So he's trying to get you prepped for living with him. Exactly. It's a lot better than trying to say, I got this handful of gold. Because it's going to stay here, your body's going to rot. Mm -hmm. 
But only the things of the spirit will go on, not this physical stuff. Okay, no matter how much you want to take it all with you, it's just going to stay in the grave. It never will go with you. Somebody else will come and dig it up later and, and take it from you. Yeah, the <coughs> only thing that goes with you when you pass away is your name, and that doesn't even go with you because if you're a Christian, God says you'll have a new name written down in glory. Yep. So, you know, God's going to put a new name on your forehead, and it's like, okay. The ceiling is sealing you as is. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of good things that if we're reading the scripture that to find out what God's blessings are for us. Not just his rules, but his blessings for just simply loving him and obeying him. If he asks you to go over here, say yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And go. Okay. And if not, you know, it's like, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that, you know, because of obedience, we're blessed. Because of disobedience, we're cursed. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, one day I was sitting there, I was like, wow, God, I mean, so, you know, God told me once to give 90% of my paycheck. I was like, 90%, you know, 10%, yeah, I can understand that. That's in the Bible, but 90%? I can't live on 10% of my paycheck. And I didn't do it. Next week, my paycheck was cut in half. Didn't get enough work. And I was like, what? And then God says, I still require the 90% of this paycheck. And I said, wait a minute, I couldn't live off of 90% of the other paycheck. And you want 90% of this paycheck? That was half of last week's paycheck. He said, so are you going to obey? I said, well, I can't buy anything anyway. Can't buy any food. Can't buy gas. Well, I'm getting paid anyway. So I was like, okay, God, I'll give it to you. The next week after that, I had the biggest paycheck i ever seen. I had so much work. You know, I was working, you you know, 12 plus hours a day. And making all kinds of money. Now God said, if you'd have done this the first time, I'd have blessed you the first time. But you disobeyed me, which is a curse. And so now you had to see, but I still required the same thing. I still require your obedience. So you were acting like a child and pushing that line. Yeah, we all yeah. push the line because it's like, how far could I go? Kids push the line. Adults push the line. We do it at work. We push the line to see how far it'll bend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I have to do it exactly this way, or can I fudge it just a little bit? You know, I was like, well, you need to do your job this way. Well, if I do it, well, I can do it, still get the same thing done, but I can do it just slightly a different way. Well, it never comes out right. Mm-hmm. But we try, instead of being obedient and say, okay, I'll just do it the way you ask. Instead of trying, we work harder trying to figure out how to get out of the work than if we just do it. You know, I said, come on. You know, I spend more time trying to figure ways of getting out of work and how to do it differently than if I'd just done it. So...
I mean, these are, I mean, these are just experiences I've been through. But we need to show those people around us that we want to serve God. God isn't just a Sunday thing. He's not just taking my money. He's, he's a God that wants to work day in and day out with us to make us better. Mm-hmm. Well, it is time for that next break, and our next song is Angels We Have Heard on High from King and Country, and we will be right back.
Hi, I'm Grace, owner of an amazing home-based bakery called Grace's Sweet Treats. We can supply all your baked needs, from cakes to cookies and more. Dietary restrictions or allergies? No problem. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Grace's Sweet Treats 2021. Or go ahead and give us a call at 682-319-6624. That's 682-319-6624. A portion of all proceeds goes to support our veterans and frontline heroes. All right. Welcome back. And that was Angels We Have Heard on High by King and Country. And, um, you know, if you're wanting to join our conversation, I am on Facebook Live and I'm monitoring the chat. You can also give us a call at, sorry about this, um, 214-556-6239. And we're going to have a guest joining us here in just a couple of minutes. This gentleman that's going to be coming in was the male host of the year uh and he's Stephen bell and uh yeah so he's he's gonna drop in and say a couple words with us and let us know how he's doing so and our camera's doing funny things right now (laughs) Yeah, uh, just don't forget, uh, make sure you write down that uh, phone number for Grace's Sweet Treats. And uh, I know it's a little late to order anything. She is pretty booked up on different things to do. But, you know, for the New Year's and stuff, you can probably still get an order in. And, uh, you know, so give her a call. And uh, so we are just uh, just so happy for everything that, that she's done for uh, the studio here. I mean, she made she made a cake just because. Hey, come on in, sir. Come on in. Let's have a seat. And we have with us Stephen Bell, male host of the year. Yay! Yay. Thank you, thank you. Well, glad you stopped by the studio. We could get you to to come in and say a few words. Yes. We were just kind of talking a little bit about uh, you know things for uh, Christmas and. Uh, you know, things like this. And yes, so what, what's God put on your mind? Well, God's put on my mind that uh, the world needs to know that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. And during the holidays, out of all of the madness, we got to remember Jesus was sent for you and I. Amen. That's the biggest gift exactly. out of everything that Jesus was sent. It doesn't matter how Messed up you are, he was sent for the sins of the world. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, yeah, it's just, you know, we've been been talking a little bit about that. And, and you know, because we got so many other traditions that are out there that doesn't even point to Jesus. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, we're talking about what we're teaching our kids. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, so what, what word do you have on, about something like that for our audience? What to teach our kids? Well, one thing we need to teach our kids is we need to teach our kids uh, that Jesus is love. Right. Mm -hmm. And that even regardless to how young you are or how old you are, we need Jesus. Right. We need to remind our children, uh, and parents need to be reminded, uh, we need to also teach them integrity and love, respect, 
all that good stuff. But we need to remind them that the Bible says train up a child in the way it should go. What we have done, we stop training. Okay. You're right. We stop training. We want to be buddies. Yeah. And as a father, I ain't never my son's and daughter's buddy. My grandchild, I ain't never your buddy. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not trying to get the population of likes. I, it doesn't matter whether you like me. I'm a parent. There is a certain job and criteria that is required for me. And the first thing I am to train you up in the way. You should go. Mm-hmm. When I stop, when we stop training, right. our children begin to decline. Mm-hmm. And yet, the, the scriptures makes it very clear: we're responsible for cha- training our children and our children's yes, sir. children. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you know, it doesn't stop with when my children grew up and they became eighteen and they're out and up. It's like, yes, I don't have to do anymore. No, your training continues. Yes, sir. Now yes, sir. you also got to help train their kids. Yes, sir. And you know, it's funny that you say that because I think all of us as parents at one point in time or another, we got to that part where we where we said, and I know I did, and I had to get corrected on it uh, by the conviction of the Holy Spirit. You know, well, my kids is grown mm-hmm. and I ain't got to do this no more. But here's what I've learned. My 21-year-old, my early 20 boys, they are like freshmen in high school in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. They are not sophomores and juniors of life. When you be, when you graduate from high school, you are a freshman in life. Right. Yeah. So now I gotta teach you <laughs> uh, how to prepare and how to get ready and how to uh, correspond with mm-hmm. life. Exactly. And in today's time, we've taught out. We forgot. I'm not gonna say we don't. We we just forgot to teach our children the importance of working. Right. They, a lot of our children think somebody owe them something. Right. And somebody's going to give them something. But the Bible says if a man don't work, he don't eat. Right. <laughs> well, they, as we see that, you know, when I was brought up, I mean, at 16, it's like, you need to get a job. Yes, sir. Yes, okay. Sir. Today, it's like, you know, Everything is given to them when we get out of high school, they think it's going to continue. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And yes, it's sir. like, no, th- now you need to understand you've got to make your own way. Yeah. But we haven't taught them that. Some, You know, I was taught from the age of 13 up, it was like, you need to work. You need to, you know, if you want something, you got to work for it. Yeah. And so on and so you forth. You got to save for it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, today it's not that. It's like, well, just get, just go to school. That's your job, and I'll take care of everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. you didn't yeah. teach him a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's society's way of changing things around. Yeah. But now you're right. We now got to train them how to be workers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. I know my kids. It's like you know, uh, my daughters especially. You know. They hated my guts <laughs> when they they live when they were at home. Okay, uh, you know this and that and everything. Now they come to me all the time and say, "Dad, can you give me some advice?" Yeah, that's good because they see that you know they're. I've always been open to listen to their comments and things like this, and even the times that I hate you, I hope you die. <laughs> it's like, okay, I know you don't mean that. You know. <laughs> You'll you'll understand later. Yeah, uh, you you you're just out of touch. It's like okay. Yeah. Then the guy's like, Dad, no, you're not out of touch. Yeah. You're wise. Yeah. Well, now and we've got the one daughter that says, 
you're not allowed to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, uh, I have to agree that I says to uh, myself nowadays, uh, every day that I uh, get up, I say, ooh, my mama was the smartest woman living. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, things that I've heard her say and tell me that I didn't pay attention, and I thank God that she's still listening. She's still here. But uh, I've discovered that how wise she really was. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've already been through the teenage years. We've been through the, the making all the mistakes young people years. And it's like, so can you learn something from me? Yeah. No, you you don't understand. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. You'll understand later. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, even with the traditions today, I mean, a lot of traditions for Christmas have changed so much. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They've yes. gotten away from family. They've gotten away from serving God, too. Now it's all about materialism it's mm -hmm. all about stuff yeah this kind of thing so how'd they <laughs> learn all this well mm. the parents just said hey you know i'm not gonna fight it yeah yeah you know it's like or they say i want my kids to have bigger and better than what i had growing yeah. up yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that yeah. i think with the way we uh managed is what messed it up mm -hmm. a lot of times we mismanage uh we misappropriate uh, the priority in life mm -hmm. you know because nowadays kids don't have very much priority I mm -mm. mean they'll pay a cell phone before they pay their light bill <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> you know the priorities is all out of whack you know um, you gotta have your cell phone before you get your life insurance or your insurance your health care you know they'll take care of their cell phone but they won't take care of the necessity things that they need and mm -hmm. uh, I think you're right we have uh, uh, allowed the uh, social media competition yeah. to get in the way mm -hmm. and affect the things that is prioritized that yeah. should be prioritized well I've seen over past you know 20 years just the past 20 years how society puts pressure on families to to get rid of their traditions and do it the way they want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't discipline your children this way. You can't do this anymore. Yeah. You can't do that. And so you just feel like, I've got to bend to all this. Yeah. And they see that we're bending to this. So apparently what you have is not stable enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're willing to flex mm -hmm. it, okay? Mm -hmm. So this isn't solid rock bottom. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, it's not that core thing for you. And, uh, and and we're seeing it in church, you know. Well, people went to church. Okay, that's fine. But now they say, well, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. Now you got to be this. You got to be more tolerant of that. Blah blah blah. And then you go, okay. Well, apparently your foundation in Christ was not that solid. Yeah, yeah. You're willing to give it up. Yeah, yeah. And the kids are seeing it, yeah. and so now it's like, why would I want that? Yeah. It, we compromise too much. Mm -hmm. We compromise to get along too much. Right. And and we've compromised the things that help us to stay whole and respectful. We've compromised and played with it so much that now we've lost all the respect and uh, of it. You know, uh, I, I, there's a saying that says uh, you can't uh, beat the devil who you enjoy playing with. Right. And too many times... We like playing with the devil. Mm -hmm. But then when the devil turns on us, because he will turn on you. Oh, yeah. When he turns on us, then we get mad. Yeah. But you cannot defeat him if you like playing with him. 
And I believe what we have done in life, we play too much. We don't know when it's serious. We have really stripped, uh, and when I say we, I'm not, I'm not saying no individual, one person, but holistically, mm-hmm. the importance of family, yeah. the core values. We used to have, I don't care where you grew up in, whether you were black, white, Hispanic, whether you was Baptist, Methodist, uh, Catholic, it, it didn't matter. That with, there were certain values that every household had that was a basic training mm-hmm. for every house. Yeah. I don't care where you were from. If there was a basic training that every one of us grew up in. What, that first training was respect your elders. Right. Exactly. I don't care who you were. My mama used to always tell me, again, she's a wise woman. Mm-hmm. She, I said, well, who is my elder? Anybody older than you. <laughs> <laughs> She is a wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way she put it to me. Yeah. Anybody that was older than you, that was your elder. And you was to you were to respect them. When grown people was talking, kids shut up. Because ain't no ain't no grown folks talking to no kids. That's just the way it was. And every household had not not said it the way she said it, but we had the basics mm-hmm. where we respected. Our elder. If an elder was wrong, we told mama then. We didn't stand there and back talk. They didn't. They didn't allow that. You just didn't. You just. You just didn't. It just didn't happen. Right. And and I remember when I was growing up in school, Miss Franklin. She called on me. And the reason why I know her, cause she called on me a lot. <laughs> uh, and I remember telling my mama. Now, mama, my mama said, so you telling me that Miss Franklin got a busy day. At school, 30 y'all kids in the classroom. And out of all two days out of the week, out of all she got to do, she going to stop out of her busy time to lie on you. And I would look, well, I'm not saying she lied. <laughs> you know? And when I, when, I, when I couldn't convince her of it, all mama said was turn around and give me that behind. Mm-hmm. That was all it was to it. And the, and the we've taken the paddling from what the scripture shares with us, we have taken it as and allowed someone tell us that it was uh, a beating to the child. But the Bible shares that when we don't correctly chastise our children, we don't love them properly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said all that to say, we have improper love for our children. Most of the times we get just annoyed with oh, children yeah. instead of loving them. Yeah, yeah. And when they do something that, you know, the first few years, oh, lovey, kissy, you know, all this stuff, mm. you know, you just can't live yeah. without these babies. Yeah, yeah. So they get older when they start actually showing what kind of, you know, the, what they're learning. Yes, sir. They're showing what you taught them. Yes, sir. Yes, and then you get mad at them because they show you what you taught them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and then it's yes, like, sir. you know, then it's argument time. Oh, man. It's like you're trying to argue with yourself. Oh, man. Because oh, man. that's what they learned. Yeah. 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 And we have to understand that if, if, you know, when you got a six-year-old coming up and they're back talking, where did they learn this from? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, and I know that when you look on social media and some of these went little shorts went viral the kid that was just standing there yelling at his mother mm. 
Cussing them out. Cussing them out. Mm. And my coworkers are all thinking, this is funny. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is sad. Yeah. Because yeah. if this child at this age is going to do this to his mother, that's right. That's right. what is he going to do to me that's right. on the streets that's right. when he becomes a teenager? That's right. That's right. That's right. And there's a, there's a word that we don't like to use anymore, and it's for all of us, parents, grandparents, don't care how old or young you are, that's repent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't want to acknowledge where we are wrong and repent. Now, it's an easy fix. Yes. But we got to do what it, we need to do in order to turn around and fix it, and that's simply repent. Mm-hmm. If parents, fathers, grandparents, if we would just get together and repent, I believe that would be the first step to curing and healing the nation of the land. Yeah, I very much agree with you on that. <laughs> because if there's no repentance, then nothing's going to change. That's right. Got to repent. And repent simply means change the way you're thinking. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking disrespectful, repent from it. Let's let's get back. Turn away, from, turn away it. from it. That's all we got to do. Being cruel, mean, and ugly towards one another. Don't yeah. care. Don't care. We're going to have uh, uh, disagreements. Mm-hmm. But the being cruel, mean, Hateful, ornery, ugly, harsh. We need to repent from that. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, everybody says, well, you know, I don't get any respect. Do you give it? <laughs> That's a good question. Do you give it? <laughs> yeah. You know, the more that, you know, because uh, in my past I was a police officer, and it's like you de escalate things. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So if somebody gets mad, you try to de escalate yes, instead sir. of, come on, let's fight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Provoke yes. it on. Yes. I mean, I had that happen at work the other day. This guy comes in, he's just hollering, screaming, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I just look at him and said, okay, okay. Well, we're not going to talk about that. And so I try to get him back on track. I keep my voice down. It's like, look, you know, you're dis- you don't. Well, I'm going to call your corporate op. Okay, well, you can do that. Yeah. Well, give me your supervisor's phone number. I can't do that. Yeah. I can't give my supervisor's phone number and give you a corporate number. Yeah. But yeah. I can't give you that. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, you know, so the whole thing was over. His credit card didn't work at the pump. <laughs> and he's hollering and screaming. And there's kids. There's a whole line of people. This lady gets up in his face. Says, you know, you're acting like a total jackass. <laughs> says, there's kids here. What are you showing yeah. these kids? Yeah. He said, yeah. you need to keep your bit nose out of my business. And then they get into yeah. it. And it's like, now I have to de-escalate that. Yeah. It's like, look, do you want gas or not? Here we go. We'll get you fixed yeah. up. And, you know. And people are like, how did you stay so calm? It's like, you just don't let it get to you. Yeah, you're right. There's something that they're dealing with, and they're, the frustration. You need to keep yourself calm so it doesn't escalate the conversation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, and, sir. you know, what about our children? Yes. How many times do that your children come in, and, uh, and, uh, and I heard this, you know, from several young people. I came in, and the teacher had called and said, they were disruptive. So as soon as the child comes in, the parents holler at them. Mm. Not listening to them to see what their side of the story is. Okay. You, well, that person, the, the teacher says you did wrong, so now I'm punishing you. You're not even hearing my side of the story. Mm. Just shut up. You don't you know. No. It's like they've already learned that a lot of people aren't going to listen to them because of their age. Mm. And that shouldn't be. Yeah. 
Yeah. But we need to take time and quit hollering and sit down and say, what did happen? Yeah. I had that happen to my daughter. I get a call from the school and say, we're, we're going to expel your child for theft. And so I'm going to the school. It's like, okay. And they said, well, this student said your daughter stole this. I said, prove it. And I didn't holler at, you know, at my daughter. I was like, just sit down here. I said, prove it. Yeah. Well, this person <clears throat> said, well, what about witnesses? I got you. No. Well, so I, you know, I could, I sit there and I said, no. I said, if she stole something, arrest her. Mm-hmm. And if I find out you're wrong because you didn't do your investigation, mm-hmm. I'm suing the school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, that supported the child saying, hey, you know, you're on my side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times we just go inside with the, church, or with yeah. the school. Yeah. And that teaches our children that they're, they're not, not valued. valued. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got you. And I so, you. I mean, I, I've seen this a lot nowadays. It's like it's just a hollering match. Yeah. They start hollering at each other. But. Um, well, you know, with, with that being said, and you're right, uh, and we have to, we we have to, as parents, be cool-minded, cool-headed. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times when we get a call from the school, we already come in uh, one way. And a lot of times uh, we know our children. Uh, some of us try to ignore certain things about our children but every parent know their child mm-hmm. they know what their child is capable of doing we can even tell what our children are lying mm-hmm. just call that's your child yeah. yes you you spend time you study you we know um but a lot of times you know um i think when we don't show the proper response it go both ways with the kid right you know it shows the kid where a parent don't value them <coughs> And it also showed potential school where we are uh, thinking that our child don't do nothing wrong. And I tell any parent, uh, I don't care who your child is or how old your child. Every child is different when they're away from you. Yes. Right. Don't don't, don't say they what they want because every child is different right. when they're away from you. Now some of them ain't different, like you said. If you're cussing mama out, you know they're gonna cuss the teachers. The out. teachers out. They ain't no different. Uh, uh, but every kid knows what they can get away with, with mama, daddy. And mm-hmm. so they're different at times. And children, the Bible says mischief is in a child. Mm-hmm. The rock, Mama used to always tell it to me like this. And I used to tell this to my boys. When I come to the school, I don't care what the teacher says. When I find out you was disrespectful, my focus is on your disrespect not that other problem because regardless to what take place you stay in a child's place me and the teacher will conversate and come about to resolve the situation but when she tells me you was disrespectful talking back mama and them used to always say they don't know how dumb you are if you keep your mouth closed <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> My daddy say they tell you to spell cat, you spell rat. You know, I'm getting a whooping now because now I'm out of my lane. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and so they just didn't tolerate it, right. you know, and I kept that same principle with my children, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and, and you know, uh, I could tell just as good when, when he was lying, and I can tell, you know, that certain, my mom used to tell me, you start twitching in his eye. <laughs> <laughs> you have your little tells. Yeah. So... Well, we are so glad that you had time to stop in. We're Thank you for letting We're ready me. to go to our next break. Okay. Uh, but uh, congratulations again. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Of the year. Thank you. And uh, I hope that... Before we go to oh. break, tell us just a little bit yeah. about your show. Yeah, we need that. Uh, our show is Am I Worth the Time? We come on every Monday from 5 to 7. And our show is basically about encouraging. Uh, my wife, uh, who founded our show and started uh, broadcasting with Heaven on Earth here at Fishbowl, um, she was uh, encouraged by God to encourage youth, young people. Okay. And in the process of that, because we was in uh, Canton, Texas, I was pastoring out there in Canton. And uh, in the process of that, we discovered that there was a lot of older senior women Mm -hmm. who also were struggling about encouraging so as we share and as we broadcast we try to keep the men women boys and girls encouraged because regardless to what you go through in life i always say this you got to find out what the devil wants you to do and just don't do it there you go amen Amen. All right. So we need to go to break. And our next song is Joy to the World, Unspeakable Joy by Chris Tomlin. And we will be right back. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her key. Let every heart prepare him a room And heaven and nature sing And heaven and nature sing And heaven and heaven and nature sing Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let all their songs implore. While fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains, repeat the sound in joy. Repeat the sound in joy. Repeat, repeat the sound joy.
owner of an amazing home-based bakery called Grace's Sweet Treats. We can supply all your baked needs, from cakes to cookies and more. Dietary restrictions or allergies? No problem. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Grace's Sweet Treats 2021. Or go ahead and give us a call at 682-319-6624. That's 682-319-6624. A portion of all proceeds goes to support our veterans and frontline heroes. Welcome back. That was, um, yeah, it was. I tried to multitask here, and it's not going so well. Joy to the World by Chris Tomlin. And, um, yeah, welcome back. Can't hear you very well. What was it? I said that was Joy oh, to the World by Chris Tomlin. Thank you. And, um, you know, if you were here the last 30 minutes, we had Stephen Bell from... Am I Worth the Time, that came in. He was here doing something else, and he popped in to say hello and give a few words, and I'm very encouraged by that. Well, that's what his show's all about, uh, encouraging. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So what's next there, boss? Oh, I hate when he calls me boss. Call you bossy. Well, that's more like it. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> so, I was going to say, when you call me boss, my head gets great big and huge. Oh, okay. So, but um, we still have a little bit of time, so if you'd like to call in and give us some feedback, that phone number is 214-556-6239. I currently am on Facebook Live but that is about to go dead on me because I did not bring the charger for my computer. And my battery is telling me it's low, so I may not be on Facebook Live much longer. Uh, so. Okay, well, we've, we've had an interesting show. I mean, talking a little bit about, you know, some different traditions, things to, to look at, see if we can change some things and change some of the attitudes mm -hmm. of our children, some of our own attitudes, and start re refocusing a little bit more of 
what Christmas is supposed to be about mm-hmm. than what society has made it all about. Exactly. And then, of course, with Mr. Bell coming in, and he's like, okay. Uh, you got a lot of good inputs about, you know, raising our children and things mm-hmm. like this. And so it went right along with what we were talking about after that. Exactly. And what <coughs> we have expressed in the past many times that we have to value our children. Yeah. We have to encourage them. And, you know, we have to teach them. And when we stop teaching them, they stop growing. Yeah, because if we don't teach them, somebody else will. And then, then we can't we can't blame anybody but ourselves. Exactly. But they're not lost causes. Anything we learn, we can unlearn. Okay. Well, and also when you instill in a child at a very young age, love, respect, um, compassion, things like this, they're not going to forget it. No matter who has taught them what those core foundations when they're very young is what's going to take root and even if they think they've forgotten it god says the holy spirit brings back to our remembrance Mm -hmm. and they may be down the wrong path right now but the holy spirit can bring back to that child or that young adult's remembrance of what they were taught way back in Sunday school, yeah. way back evening prayers with mom and dad. You know, so they're, not, they're never a lost cause until they've taken that last breath. Yeah. Then there's no hope for them. But until then, there's always hope. Yeah. So, but you, you're so correct. I mean, it was, I was, you know, as at work, I was seeing this, you know, this mom and this child come in, the child was like, you know, all sad faced and everything. Mom was hollering at him, stuff like this. And the child come up and precise thing on the said his drink on the counter. And I said, "Well, thank you very much. That's very good manners." His head went up. He got a big old smile on his face. And I said, and then he he turned it around so I could see the bark. Well, thank you. That's being very helpful. I scan it. And I give it back to him. And. Uh, he says, thank you. I said, good manners. And I look at mom and said, your child's got good manners. And she got a big old smile on her face. And they left with a smile on their face. When they walked in, they were all upset about things. But just a few encouraging words. And at that time, at that point, you don't know what their home life is like. You don't know whether they've been torn down Mm -hmm. and told they're worthless or stupid or whatever. But when you can see that head rise up, that smile come up, and that little chest puff out just a little bit because they did something right, that is so encouraging. Yeah, and I, I try to do that when, you know, especially with the kids. You know, they need to hear some encouraging words. Mm-hmm. Not always do they get that at home. Okay? Everybody, they expect all this out of them. It's like, but what they do right, they don't tell them. What they do wrong is the only thing they ever get told. So they say, I never measure up. Mm-hmm. I can't measure up to mom and dad's standards. I can't measure up to what the teacher wants. I can't measure up what the principal wants. Uh, you know, I can't measure up. But a few short words 
can change the attitude of a person, even if it's for five minutes, they at least feel that they have value. Mm-hmm. So I encourage that when you're out walking around or you whatever, for especially doing your Christmas shopping, things like this. You know, if you see something good, tell somebody about it. You know, if you see somebody's child being respectful and things like that, stop and hey, your child's a real blessing. Mm-hmm. I see how they're being very, uh, you know, polite or helpful you know, or whatever it is, and let the child know as well. That encourages both the parent and the child. You know, and it doesn't matter whether they're adults or whatever. You well, you know, somebody says, "Oh, we." You can go ahead and be like, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. You know, all these little things mean the difference between a good day and a bad day. Mm-hmm. And you could be the one given the good days instead of being the one that's argumentative and whatever and, uh, you know, always wanting your way, blah, 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 and making somebody else's life bad. So, you know, just take a look at this. I mean, start it now and then keep doing it all through 2024. Let somebody know that they're doing okay. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start with our closing remarks because we've only got a little bit of time left. Okay. I've enjoyed the show tonight. Um, talking about traditions of man around Christmas time. And it's not that we just have to worry about our traditions at Christmas, but our traditions all through the year. Because whatever we do as a tradition, does it line up with God? And that's one of the first things we need to ask ourselves. I really enjoyed, uh, Stephen Bell coming and joining us for a short period of time. His show is about encouragement, and it was encouraging to me to have him join us. And things that we have been saying for the last couple of years about encouraging and how we train our children and things like this was just reinforced. Hmm. And I enjoy, I, I appreciated that very, very much. Um, now, we will be back next Friday. Okay, tell closing comments. Huh? Do you have closing comments? Yeah, I got one. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, just wanted to echo what Jesus, when he went into the temple and he was talking to the Pharisees. And he looks at him and says that, why does your traditions transgress God's law? Why do what we do as a tradition, transgress what God says is right and wrong and thinking that God's going to bless it. Jesus said, you hypocrites. I think that's where I was trying to go earlier when I was talking about God's (coughs) traditions and man's traditions. And that's why I wanted to kind of echo that point. Uh, But we think our traditions are okay, but when they transgress what God says is not okay, God calls us a hypocrite. Mm Mm-hmm. It's hypocrisy. Go back and reevaluate. Jesus told the Pharisees this so they could go and reevaluate. Whether they did or didn't, we will never know. 
That's between yeah. them and God. That's it. So, so there's my point. There's your point. Okay. And it's a good point, and it clarified my <coughs> point earlier. So we will be back next Friday night, which will be the last show before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have one more show for the year 2023 after that. And we'll be here for that one as well. So we're here every Friday night from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Central Time um, here at the beautiful Fishbowl Studios in Bedford, Texas. And we want you to be blessed not only with the words that we share, but with everything that goes around you. But more importantly, we would like you to be a blessing to somebody else. Now, our last song for the night was one that is like, well, it doesn't really seem to fit with the Christmas theme, but yet it does, because if Christ hadn't come and wasn't born, he couldn't go to the cross and die. So this last song is Lead Me to the Cross by Francesca Bettistelli. And y'all have a good night and be, and be blessed. Good night. Cross